a Radio 191 FM podcast. It's time for the deep dive, which is a segment where I go into a specific album or artist and have a look at a bunch of awesome tracks from that album, or just maybe from the artist. We alternate between a classic and a contemporary album or artist each week. This week we are doing The Zombies' Odyssey and Oracle, which is from 1968. It's their classic album. It's like psychedelic baroque pop. Baroque pop is sort of, I guess, a genre of pop that was sort of popular in the 60s. It's still around, obviously. Um, Baroque is a classical genre from 1600 to 1750. It's, uh, think of composers like Bach or Vivaldi. That's what Baroque music is. It had a lot of polyphonic uh, music, which is where you have multiple independent melodic lines. So it's it's uh, it's pop music, but it's complex, it's smart, it's intelligent. It was the Zombies' second studio album, but really it's their best album. Their first album was... I mean, it's good. It's, it's nothing special, though. Um, this is uh, kind of a shame because they released such a phenomenal album and when it was released no one cared about it they thought it was mediocre okay um and the band actually broke up before it was even released and ironically despite the mediocre reception it actually had a massive hit um time of the season which was the last single or i I think it was the last single released from the album uh, became a hit in the US in 1969, and it reached number three on the Billboard charts, which is, you know, pretty good. Um, ironically, because the band had broken up, well, I don't know if it's ironic, um, and there was such demand for this band to start playing, uh, all these fake imitator bands by, uh, I guess, unscrupulous agents uh, started pushing these bands and saying it was the Zombies. So all these bands playing as the zombies in America, they weren't actually the zombies, they were just just some random band um, who were put together to play the zombies' big hit. Uh, the album was recorded in Abbey Road Studios partially and Olympic Studios partially. In fact, part of it was recorded on the same four-track uh, recording machine that the Beatles used to record Sgt. Pepper's, which is pretty cool. So... As you might have heard me say before, the band broke up because uh, they weren't making any money. They weren't even remotely successful from their music. Well, they're, they're successful now. Well, as successful as you can be from an album that didn't make a big splash when you released it. Um, they actually had to pay for their own stereo mixes. The album was recorded in mono, and they didn't have a stereo mix, and the record label wanted a stereo mix and the band had to pay for it themselves. Um, the album cover famously misspells Odyssey as... Well, it spells Odyssey O-D-E-S-S-E-Y instead of with a Y. And uh, this is because the person the band hired to create the album cover accidentally misspelled it, and the band couldn't afford to get it redone because they didn't have enough money. So they just tried to play it off as, you know, intentional. They were being real edgy and cool with their one letter misspelling. Um, the band was made up of Colin Blundstone on lead vocals, Rod Argent on keyboards and vocals. He would later go and form his own band after the Zombies broke up called Argent, creatively. Paul Atkinson on guitars, Hugh Grundy on drums, and Chris White on bass, and everyone apart from the drummer also contributed backing vocals. 
which are really key to their sound. They had these awesome, crisp, clear harmonies. Just really cool. Um, overall, the album is just really fun. It's really unique. I don't think there's an album quite like it anywhere else. It's really psyche, but it's light psyche. It's still a pop album, I think. But yeah, it's it's got all these awesome vocal melodies. It has these bouncy little bass lines. It's really different. The lyrics are pretty cool. Um, there's one album, uh, one song we'll get to later, Butcher's Tale, which is really different and really unique. Um, but yeah, let's have a look at it. Uh, Carousel 44 is the first song on the album. It's fun. It's got these bouncy little uh, piano riff. I can't believe it wasn't a bigger hit. It's got an awesome bass line. Real fun. It just grooves really well. Um, yeah. Not, not much more to say about that. Let's have a listen. Care of Cell 44 by the Zombies of their 1968 album, Odyssey and Oracle.
the summer is here at last. The sky is overcast and no one brings a rose for Emily. She watches her flowers grow while lovers come. Yeah. 
of the University of Otago. The Radio 1 Golden Ticket Hunt is on. Each week, Radio 1 is hiding a golden ticket on campus. Set your FM dial to 91FM during Breakfast and Drive each day when we'll be dropping new clues. Be sure to follow Radio 1 91FM on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter as well. Where we'll be hinting at golden ticket locations. You find the ticket, you win the cash. $100 cold hard cash. And if the ticket isn't found after a week, the prize will jackpot. The Radio 1 golden ticket. Find it. For more information on this competition and terms and conditions, head along to www.r1.co.nz forward slash golden ticket. Show share. <coughs> you boys want a dart? Ugh, gross. Ditch the darts. You should come with us to Shosha. They're basically New Zealand's vape and hookah specialist with an amazing selection of vapes, mods, pens and pods, batteries, the lot. They've got everything shisha and ask about the new heat not burn smoking alternative. Shosha, now in South Dunedin at 197 King Edward Street and City Centre at 14 Hanover Street. Open seven days a week, strictly R18. Radio 191 FM is on the internet. Because we're living in the future, baby. Pick a platform. Chances are you'll find us on there already. Check out our range of podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever quality podcasts hang out. We're on the Facebook, the Instagram, and we do all the tweets on the Twitter. Want to listen with your ears to that live to ear that you loved? Why not watch it with your eyes on the YouTube? Or listen anytime from anywhere to your favourite shows from our lit lineup of programmes at r1.co.nz. So we just listened to Maybe After He's Gone by The Zombies, and before that we had A Rose for Emily, and before that Care of Cell 44, all by The Zombies, because we're doing a deep dive into The Zombies and their 1968 album Odyssey and Oracle, which is just awesome. I love it. Um, That song we just heard, Maybe After He's Gone, has some of the best use of uh, reverb and... I guess, uh, terraced dynamics, I guess is the word I'm looking for. The quick shifts between quiet and loud between the verse and chorus. It's almost like a, a grunge sort of thing, but I, I feel like it sounds so awesome and natural going between the, uh, the start of it. has got that sparse guitar, super echoey and reverbed, and then it goes quiet, and then it has that loud, like, orchestral chorus with the bright piano and the the sort of choral vocals, just really cool. Um, before that, I rose for Emily. I really like that song. It's, it's a, it's a chill sort of, uh, somber, maybe a bit um, morbid, even uh, piano ballad. I guess it's a ballad. It's a pretty sort of underspoken. And then obviously before that, we had Care of Cell Forty Four, which is 
such a cool song. Got a nice piano uh, melody, I guess. It's got awesome um, that that pre-chorus where it has the cool sort of group. Uh, I guess it's I'm going to be using this word a lot: chorale, chorale vocals or choir vocals, and just really I don't know. It gives it a big sort of orchestral feeling, or I don't know, very big. I guess is the word I can think of right now. Coming up, we have I Want Her, She Wants Me, um, and in A Butcher's Tale, which was the first single released from the album, but as you'll hear, it was a strange choice. It's it's definitely not a commercial song. It's about World War One, but they originally, the record company released it as a single, thinking that they could cash in on anti-Vietnam and anti-war sentiment with this song, which is, I mean, I guess... It's it's definitely anti-war, but I, I feel like it was a stretch to go anti-Vietnam. It's pretty strongly about World War One, but it's it's really cool. It uses um harmonium, which is a, a type of organ that uh, pushes air up and vibrates against a metal frame in the organ, and it's just real spooky sounding, and it's got all these cool sound effects. Yeah. Anyway, I want her. She wants me. By the zombies. You're listening to Monday Night Psych on Radio One Nine to Eleven. This is the deep dive into Odyssey and Oracle by the zombies. I want her, she wants me.
That was Butcher's Tale, Western Front 1914 by the Zombies. Now, as you can probably hear, that's a pretty haunting and dark song. It's definitely, a, you know, it's got all this World War One Im- imagery. It's got some great lyrics like, um, uh, a, a butcher was my trade, a butcher I may as well have stayed. And then um, in that chorus, which is, I find it so dark, but I don't know, I, I, I love it. It's so rich somehow, even though texturally, you know, it's it's a pretty sparse song, but that chorus where he's going, you know, my arms won't stop shaking, my, my, I, I can't stop shaking, and it's like, I don't know, it really evokes images of, you know, shell, uh, shell shock and, you know, trench-weary World War One soldiers who are just, I don't know, lost, which raises the question why they just, they thought it would be a good song to release as a single. Even the band themselves were surprised, because they thought, you know, this is such an, an uncommercial song. It's so dark and and dreary, and yeah. I mean, it's definitely anti-war, but I, I'm i not surprised it didn't sell well. Um, and it's got all those creepy sound effects as well, and the reverb on the vocals at parts, where it just goes like they've turned the reverb up to 11. It's just really awesome. Uh, before that, we had I Want Her, She Wants Me, which is a, a happier song. It's a bit of a bop. 
it's got that really cool tremolo sort of bass intro to brrr, sort of vibrates at the start and it's very bouncy and it's got the sort of the keys I w- I'm not sure if they actually did use a harpsichord but it definitely sounds like it's very bright um, keyboard sound if nothing else it's very evocative of what I sort of associate with baroque pop but yeah I, I love the bass lines throughout this album and I definitely recommend listen listening to this again with headphones on and just focusing on that bass it's so groovy it just really bops along I know I overused the term bops but my god does it bop um, coming up we've got Hung Up Hung Up on a Dream which is going back in the album we've skipped a few songs um, which also has this echoey reverb soak so, sort of backing vocals it's got a really cool tremoly tremo tremolo 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 guitars got there in the end and keys and it's just mm, I don't know it's well, it's very zombies I, no one else quite sounds like this um, yeah, and then after that we'll have Friends of Mine, which is possibly my favourite track, personally, on the album. I think it's very cool. It's got, it's very fun. It's, it's a love song, and I'm a sucker for a good love song. Yeah, um, Hung Up on a Dream by The Zombies. You're listening to Radio 1, Monday Night Psych, 9 to 11, The Deep Dive. Of mind again. 
That was Friends of Mine by The Zombies from their 1968 album Odyssey and Oracle, which we're doing a deep dive into. Before that, we had I Hung Up on a Dream, which is... I Hung Up on a Dream without without my worried cry, um, which is a really cool song. I love the echoey drums in it. And, you know, I mean, I guess throughout the whole album, there's a lot of these, you know, cool echoey drums and lots of reverb. And I don't think I've heard reverb used so well in an album. It's... I don't know. It, it's such a prominent effect, but it's it doesn't stick out. It, it just sounds right. Um, and it's got those cool tremolo trim, guitars and keys and just everything about it's real cool. Um, and in Friends of Mine, which I love, I think it's a, a happy little bop. Um, it's like psychedelic candy pop. Um, you know, it's got that fun sort of guitar intro where it strums those two chords. And speaking of, the guitar throughout the whole album, you know, it's not the most guitar-focused album, but when the guitar does pop out and it's got these sort of, not twangy, but quite bright sort of guitar lines, I I feel like they just stick out so well in a good way. And they're just these neat little intricate melodies or nicely chords, strummed chords or whatever. I mean, a lot of the time the guitar is buried, you know, sort of in the mix and it's just sort of, you know, playing chords and stuff. But every now and then it pops out, and it's just real fun and bop. Anyway, and then Friends of Mine's got this awesome, you know, polyphonic chorus, which is, as I said before, polyphony. It's two independent melodies. And it's got, you know, the... At at one point, the verse is going... Well, in the chorus, you've got the two vocal lines, you know, the one singer singing the names, and then... The, I think the lead vocals, I think it's Colin Blundstone, is singing, you know, they're friends of mine. And then in the verse, the verse after that, it's got this high, like, ba ba ba. My, my awful attempt at attempting to sing that. And it's got that high little vocal melody in the background, and it just, oh, it's so cool. And it's so lush. I think that's, that's the key part of this album, is it is so texturally dense and lush. And even though it's, it's recorded, you know, it was recorded on four tracks. It doesn't sound muddy, or if it does sound muddy, you know, well, it doesn't sound muddy. I guess it just sounds dense, but in a good way. It sounds dense in the same way that you might say an orchestra sounds dense, I think. And I, I feel like it's just so intricate and full, and every time I listen to it, I always hear a new thing pops out to me. Like, I could listen to this album and solely focus on the bass lines and how cool they are, or solely focus on the keys or the vocals or, you know, the um, anything, basically. It's just a really intricately put-together album. Anyway, um, coming up next, we've got Beechwood Park, which is also, you know, it's a bit of a morbid song. It's, it's not as morbid as Butcher's Tale, um, but it, it's, a, it's a bit bleaker. Um, and then after that, we will play their big hit from this album, Time of the Season, which is the one that went to number three in the US. So yeah, um, you're listening to Monday Night Psych on Radio 191 FM. This is Beechwood Park by The Zombies. Do you remember 
summer days and just after summer rain When all the air was damp and warm in the green of country lanes And the breeze would touch your hair, kiss your face and make you care about your world Your summer world And we would count the evening stars as the day grew dark Do you remember golden days and golden summer sun? The sound of laughter in our ears and the breeze as we would run. And the breeze would touch your hair, kiss your face and make you care about your world. Your summer world And we would count the evening stars As the day grew dark in Beechwood Park And the breeze would touch your hair, kiss your face and make you care about the world, your summer world. And we would count the evening stars as the day grew dark in Beechwood Park. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? 
That was Time of the Season by The Zombies, which is such an awesome song, which is basically what I've said about every song I've played you today, but that's especially cool. I, I love the, um, it's such a cool, simple riff, you know, that dum dum dum, you know, it just, it's so catchy, and it it's so simple, but my god, does it does it work? And then the, the keys on it, that, like, real virtuosic well, sounds virtuosic to me. Keyboard solo at the end, I love it. It's so psyche, it's so groovy, and it's awesome. And then obviously, con- continuing the theme from the rest of the album, it's got those great vocal melodies, you know. Almo- almost sort of uh, church-like. You know, that, ah. That was, that was my poor attempt at the, uh, the after-chorus. The time of the season when I say that line, it just sounds so... I guess, well, it reminds me of church, or at least a cathedral sort of church choir. Before that, we played Beechwood Park, which has some of the best guitar lines in the album. It's got, you know, that the tremolo on that guitar is, my God, is it lush. And then it, it plays some of those chords, and they just ring out, and the, the little snaky melodic line it plays is just so cool, and it's fun, and it's a bop. And I've said bop a lot tonight, but my god, this is, does this album bop. That concludes our deep dive. I skipped some of the tracks from the album, but I definitely recommend giving it a full listen. If you've got good headphones, it's well worth a listen with good headphones, but regardless, it's a fat album. PH80, fat. Um, it's got my stamp of approval, because I call it fat. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a really awesome album. I think it's really unique. I don't think there's any... I, at least... I can't think of an album that sounds quite like Odyssey and Oracle. But, uh, yeah. Um, so that's the end of the deep dive. Next week, we will be looking at a contemporary album. I had to do it eventually, so I'm going to look at King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, which are probably the most popular indie psych rock band right now. 
I'm going to look at their uh, third album, Float Along, Fill Your Lungs, which is, I think, their most conventionally psych album, but it's still got elements you hear in their later albums. came out in 2013. But yeah, it's an awesome album, and definitely tune in next week uh, for the deep dive to listen to me drone on about how awesome that album is. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.